Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. You're listening to another episode of Let's Talk Purpose Live, because who you are is important to what you do and where you are going. And now for your host, Lisa Schwartz. Good morning, everybody, and good morning, BP Daddy. How good are you doing morning. today? It's a fabulous morning. Yeah, I love that our guest has chimed in. My friend Mike <laughs> Kingsley with us today. So good to have you. What a joy. Mike Kingsley, my friend, how are you doing? I am well. You are well. <laughs> I am well. Man, it's Very been... Very happy to be here today. I know. We have tried to hook up several times. May, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And here we are. That was be, Was it before the pandemic or somehow? I don't even know. I feel like it's all been a blur. I know. It's all been Time a blur. Flies. Everything uh, since the pandemic has been a blur. So yeah. you are the founder of World Trumpet TV. Correct. Tell us what World Trumpet TV is. World Trumpet is the trumpet of what God is doing in the earth realm today. Is right at this moment in the affairs of, the, of our world, God wants people to pay attention to his voice and who he is in the so earth good. realm. And World Trumpet comes at the time that the Lord's preparing his body mm. and a people mm-hmm. that he wants to receive. Mm-hmm. And so we use this tool of communication mm-hmm. to reach the world for him, that many might come back to the Lordship of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I'm delighted that the Lord allowed us to, in a, at, at all times, to be in this time, which mm-hmm. is very significant as we're watching Absolutely. a lot of great things. That are t- mm-hmm. I mean, not great, but... Uh, Advances that are taking place mm-hmm. around the world, mm-hmm. you know, and so we we love the sound of the trumpet to go to the nations. So good, I love the way you describe that. So it's online, uh, live TV network that runs twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. How many countries are you in? One hundred and sixty countries. One hundred and sixty oh. countries. countries, and yes. approximately how many different shows are airing on a regular wow. basis? We have <laughs> we have many. We have lost count right now. Yeah, which is good. That's a good yes. thing. Yeah. It's a great so thing. Many, so many shows. Now you've had to, I've been able to kind of, to kind of journey this journey with you and right. getting World Trumpet TV started. I've yep. been able to be on several of your shows, which has been just a, a great fun. If you guys um, go to worldtrumpettv.com, correct? Right. Yes. Uh, you would be able to find live episodes. You might be able to find one of Mike and I doing a show together. Yep. Um, either way, go and check it out. Right. But share with us a little bit about how this vision, how this dream was impressed upon you by the Lord. Good question. Yeah. Um, born and raised in Uganda. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to start by saying that my father introduced me to Jesus at a young age. Mm-hmm. And that was very, if there was anything I'm very thankful for, what is that? Mm-hmm. And what that meant is that the Lord, through his ministry, he would groom me up and bring me up into the, the, the purposes of God. Mm-hmm. But what I noticed around him, he always constantly wanted to send out young men and women to go out to the nations. That's so good. He impacted and raised up young men to go to the nations. Mm-hmm. So when I was right in that time after school and everything, the Lord started to speak through him and other prophet, prophetic men of God about this, the nations. Mm. Our church in Uganda has sent out almost close to 2,500 
evangelists wow. in different countries. Wow. He never wanted you to settle down and just be a good, nice believer. Mm. And so it exposed us to a worldview that needed to receive Jesus. Mm-hmm. It was vital because if you go back those years, we received several missionaries that came, uh, evangelists that came to our country. Mm-hmm. T.L. Osborne and so many others came to our country. Mm-hmm. It was very, at the time when they came to our country, it was difficult to even have probably a thousand. Mm-hmm. But my dad and other great men of God organized big events. It's so good. And, and I saw tens of thousands of people give that out to the Lord. So good. And then I spent those many years traveling with my dad in most of his crusades, meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw tens of thousands. It started to draw this desire inside of me that, that what I've, whatever God's calling me to do will always be to share the love of Jesus to those who have been blinded by, by darkness. Mm-hmm. And it's, in one of those crusades, I remember so well, we had almost, over 30,000 people. And I had a, I had a small camera because I used to carry, you know, some of his... Uh, uh, I, that's when the Lord said to me, just like I use him, I'm going to use you to the nations of the world. So good. Just like I'm with him, I will be with you to the nations of the world. Mm-hmm. It's stuck inside of me. So good. I've never gone to any country or any nation that God, the Lord has sent me, and it was not about the heart of God, the compassion of God to share the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so fast forward coming to America, I come to this nation when it's vibrant, sending missionaries for the nations of the world. And, mm-hmm. and you could see there was a vibrance of God moving, great and mighty things are happening here. Mm-hmm. We're excited. We are the receiving nation. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said to me, there's coming a time that I'm sending you to America, that there would be a shift. Mm-hmm. Actually, he brings me into a vision where there was like unrest. People were running left and right. Mm. It looked like a war. It looked like confusion. I mean, you could see people running for their lives. I said, well, what does that mean? It's like mean? America right now mm-hmm. is what it looked like. You know, and that was <laughs> many years ago. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said, there's coming a time that America is going to be at a very pivotal moment. Mm. And I'm sending you to take a message to that country. When you share that to, with somebody, mm-hmm. that was a foreign statement yes. for me to come from outside. In. Yes. Mm-hmm. And today I see what the Lord say. And I knew that from that day on, it would be a mission. It started out me preaching at different churches around this country, in conferences and seminars and all that, until the Lord said to me, remember the trumpet. Mm. Now, first going back to that question you asked me, is where did the trumpet come from? I remember during school time, high school, I was a trumpet player. Mm. A timekeeper, by the way. We used the trumpet to be, to, to be the sound that took the kids to school, out of class. So oh, I, wow, was, okay. I was the one that... that you know, I had a, a big trumpet. I used to stand on my tower and blow the trumpet seven miles away. People could hear it. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. That's such a beautiful metaphor. <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, yes. So, so when the Lord spoke to me about the name of, our, of the network, he reminded, it took me back to a timeline. Yeah. When I used to blow the trumpet in my tower to get the kids to class, mm-hmm. to get the kids out of class. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's the moment that ha- used to happen. During lunchtime or breakfast time, I used to blow a song to play the song, and all, everybody stops at once. They have to stop, no matter what you've been doing. And then I play the, another song, and everybody moves in to go to class. I like that part. That metaphor is God's calling us to attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. To pay a, strate- really a specific attention to what he's doing. And he's saying, do you realize that even in, the, in scriptures, the sound always created an alert? a preparation, a season of what was going to happen 
it introduced, actually it was a trumpet that introduced Sol King Solomon. Yeah. When the trumpet was sounded, yeah. that's when the people knew that Adonijah was not the true king. He had pro self-proclaimed yeah. himself yeah. to be king, but, and David told his, all his guys to say, blow the trumpet because I'm about to anoint King, king Solomon. So good. And what happened thereafter? It was a sound. So through, through times and seasons, God has used this instrument yeah. to be strategic. And so when we go back to the trumpet, I felt, I felt the Lord breathe in me when he reminded me about that. And I knew he was placing a great assignment for the nations through that. Mm -hmm. And then World Trumpet TV was born. And I remember that day, you were part of this. I remember yeah. coming to your office and yes. sharing this vision with you and say, here we are, we don't have money, we need this. And yeah. you prayed over me and you shared all of this great wisdom. And, and here you are. And here we are. Wow. So a lot of people watching might be think it was like, what a bing, what a bang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been a process. It is, it's, been, it's been a process. Four, I think four or five years, yes. really. Yes. Seven so years. seven years. Um, and so, to, which is prophetic as well, mm -hmm. is it not? Like yeah. seven years. <laughs> so there's been moments, of course, in our humanity where you're like, man, I, I don't know if this is it. You've had some moments of discourage, oh, yeah. discouragement. You're just like anybody else. True. Talk to us a little bit about those moments where you were like, really doubting. Did I hear from God? Am right. I still supposed to be doing this? Where's the provision? All the questions when we go through those seasons. How do you press through those times? Let me say that from even the very beginning, the Lord spoke to me. I remember calling together a team of you know, producers, experts in television and everything. I said, Lord, I don't want to step into this space, you know, until I have, we have a greater report, a, a research on, on what and why this ministry is going to take off. It's mm -hmm. going to be, you mm -hmm. know, so they came together and I shared with them my convictions. I said, let me, let me talk about Christian television in America. Who do we reach? Who do we speak to? And I discovered that Sunday morning, most of our programming reaches the reached. That's good. Right, yeah. That's really good. It doesn't reach the unreached. And it's good because that's how we've done it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if we continue the, this trend, we have a different narrative here through all, all the other secular, secular networks. And they have their narrative. And they're doing a great job of engineering the thought process in the minds of the people. Mm -hmm. That's why we have a very embroidered culture that's being divided, that's being crushed from a family level, from business and everything. I said, when is the kingdom narrative coming back to the center? That's good. When is that coming back? What do we do about it? And so I understood, since the trumpet is the one that closes and raises up the attention of the people, we're going to bring it. So I said, let's go do a work. Within one year, they went did the research, brought back a big pages like this, threw them at the table, and the big budget on it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, Lord. Mm -hmm. So now I have to stretch my faith to the measure of, I know God is stretching me to it, but what it looks like, I can't, I can't be able to afford it. Mm. We can't be able to afford right. it to do that. Mm. And all of us get to that place when you hear the Lord say, this is what I'm calling you for. Mm -hmm. I'm calling you to do. And, and then the, the environment around it and the things that are supposed to pertain to, to, to it, they're not there. Yeah. But that's not the first time he's spoken. He's done that before. He told, he told Abram. He told Abram, I want you to get out of a familiar condition. Get out of here to a place <laughs> I'll take you. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says he believed him. He believed him. Mm. So the path is believing the way how God has designed his vision That's good. for you to partner with him. That's good. Brittany, you've not really ever heard 
I haven't heard Mike's the story. story. So I'm going to kick it over to you <laughs> for a moment so you can ask. There might be some things that I already know that you might want to ask. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just listening to all these prophetic words and actions coming out of your entire life, even from in Uganda and him yeah. saying, you're going to do what, what these people are doing. And just, I'm just thinking would most of us have the faith right. to continue on that prophetic word yeah. for this long right. mm-hmm. and to see it through when all the, the circumstances are saying it's not supporting yeah. the word, yeah. but the word stands above. It does. That's so good. All those circumstances and all those words. Mm-hmm. I was just, I, I don't know. I think about, you know, your father being the mentor and just the discipleship that yeah. must have happened yeah. Yeah. In a, at an early age to get to that point. I'm just, yeah. I'm blown away right now. I like, think, it, I think it. it's, a, you know, what he says is, is so important and so true to us when you say, you know, there are two things that you said that really impressed me. One was that God marked you with that, mm-hmm. with that word. And then you talked about how God breathed the word into you. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes um, it takes a lot of courage to hold on to a word yeah. for years. Yeah. Um, it also takes a lot of courage to communicate like you went before Kings and nobles and princes, and right. I mean, you've been through t- in front of royalty. Right. You've had royalty on your on your shows, right. um, and it takes a lot of courage to believe in a vision right. to the point where you're speaking something that doesn't quite exist yet, right. as though it does. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's one of the things that's really always impressed me. Because yep. when I first met Mike, I was kind of like, "Is this guy legit? Mm-hmm. Like, is it really? Is this really a thing?" Or is it not a thing, but he's so prophetic and so faith filled that he speaks as though yeah, it is, yeah. you know, and listen, I had that conversation multiple. I was like, is, is this guy legit? And so when we, when we, so the very first time we ever my, met Mike, we were connected, um, through a friend, a pastor friend right. through Tom Pickett. Right. And, um, he was like, Hey, I want you to meet him. I want you to record. He wants to record with you. I want him to meet you. Yada, yada. And then at that point you didn't have an actual studio. No, so you were we just didn't kind have of, an actual studio. you were borrowing studios, right? right? You were using studios. So, yeah. they, so I kid you not, Tom Pickett was like, Oh, Hey, meet us in this parking lot by this particular place. And then we'll, we'll hook up there. And like on the way there, Liz and I literally were like, this is how women are are, are like stolen, you know, like yeah. we have no idea. We haven't met like what kind of laughing, but again, a faith journey and really just listening to the spirit on our end and saying, but man, I know Tom and I've talked with this guy on the phone and there's something about this. That's legit. There's something about this that my spirit bears witness to. Yeah. And the circumstance was kind of crazy. Um, and even the studio that we use, I was like, the, the bathroom was in a wonky place. And it was like, this is so strange. <laughs> yep. But the minute that camera came on yep. and you and I started to yep. just connect in the spirit, we didn't need to know each no, other. We didn't, we, we didn't did. need to know each yep. other because we knew that we knew that God was working through both of us yep. and was bringing us together for a reason. One of the things that takes me back to the, to Joseph and his family. Mm-hmm. When he comes in the room and he tells them about the dream, mm. a few of them don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says his father asked, are you sure we are going to bow down to worship you? He, his father interpreted it. Mm-hmm. But there's a, par- a phrase That's there good. that says, there's a phrase there that says his father pondered. Yeah. There was a ponder. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, he didn't become aggressive against his son because I think he remembered that his life was yeah. also as a result of a dream. Mm-hmm. So when I met you, 
I knew you knew how to interpret dreams. Yeah. So I could share something with you that I could not share with other people who would say, what is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Today they're coming to me. He said, oh, we didn't know that was going to be like that. Yeah. We didn't know it's going to be 160 countries. We didn't know that we have a building right now that's going to, you know, $4 million building that's going to be our major studios after going through all of that. Yeah. I never got, I never discouraged myself because it was never me carrying this. It was him. That's so good. And as long as it was his purpose, I'm supposed to be a good steward to what I hear God say, mm-hmm. regardless of the conditions around me. Yeah. So when I met her, I understood she knows how to <laughs> interpret dreams. Right. Anybody else can say, oh, yeah, you know. So we come into the studio and Liz is there and everybody, where, where are we? And my, my spirit says, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And so this journey that we've walked mm-hmm. together, I always knew because I can share this with people that I don't share with everybody else because God can be able to really manifest and bring the fulfillment of the things he's spoken about. Mm-hmm. about. It's been a journey. And yes, best of your the que- questions, there have been times I'm like, Lord, did you tell me that? And if I don't hear a word or show me a dream, you know, I'm like, maybe I'm going to pause here. And then God speaks to me the night Mm -hmm. before. Or something that I've been praying for that have been waiting to take place. Like I came to you, I remember one day, coming to you and I said, okay, Lisa, this is where we are. This is how much money we need. Mm -hmm. Okay? And you say, let's pray about it. I'm like, where are we going to get it? And then the next, yeah, a few weeks later, that miracle comes through. Amen. You know? Mm -hmm. It will make you a little bit anxious, but anxiety is ours. Faith is comes from God. Mm-hmm. And so if we knew Anxiety how to handle ours, all of that. Faith is from God. I just want to make know. sure everybody caught that. You know. Anxiety is ours. Faith is from God. If, go ahead. I'm sorry, so, but I was so good. And so you, you learn or you learn while on the faith journey is God teaches you the precepts. Mm-hmm. He, he teaches you because if we knew it, then we wouldn't have reason right. to, to believe. Yeah. So good. You know, we wouldn't have any reason to believe. Mm-hmm. And so, I always say this, when I see Abraham believing in God, he believed. See, God comes to him and tells him, this is what I'm, he outlines everything he's going to do in his life. Mm-hmm. When was the last time somebody came and outlined everything they're going to do in your life? Never. <laughs> <laughs> there's part of me that's like, I, I would like that. And then there's part of me that's like, I would not like that. Yeah. You, know? you know, but yeah. God comes to him yeah. and said, this is what I have come into your world. Yeah. And this is what I'm going to do. So good. I need an exchange. You've got to believe where in the environment you are in and what I'm saying to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. And so he has to choose to leave the currency of where he is to believe in what God said. Because one thing that we, don't, we forget most times is we don't see through the eyes and the heart of God what he desires. We see what we desire. Yeah. And yeah. one apply our faith to what we desire rather than the faith of what God desires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and to add to that, we see a lot of time what God, even what God desires still through our own eyes and our own heart. So true. And when we can't understand it or we can't explain it. So for example, like God may say, Hey, my desire is that you would love and forgive this person just said very practically. Yeah. And we know that's God's desire, but yet we filter that through our own eyes and our own heart. And mm-hmm. therefore we have a hard time functioning and operating in the character and the likeness of God there, because we filter is. his person yep. through, yep. you know, yep. So if people are listening um, and they're interested in possibly having a program on World Trumpet TV, is yeah. that a possibility and where would they begin? Well, it's a, 
It's a possibility. This is a, <laughs> all things are possible. All things are possible. I set you up to quote scripture there. Yes. No, this this is a network of like-minded men and women of God who have the now message. You're on it, you know, and we've enjoyed what God has done to bring the like-minded people. We're not. Mm-hmm. Let me say this: we're not trying to build some some type of celebrity anything. God wants to use kingdom men and women who have a message for this time. Mm-hmm. The world we're living in is has a crisis, and those who have an unction of the Spirit of God are welcome to come on World, World Trumpet Television. Those who have an unction of the Holy Spirit of God are welcome. Yeah. That's so good. I love it. So what's next for you, Mike? Like, where do you, I mean, World Trumpet TV is still in process. You just talked about a $4 million building where you'll have all your studios and all that stuff. Share with us that's, a little bit. I, that's the next phase where we are. Okay. Because when you start to expand in a hundred and actually going to 200 countries. Yeah. And you talk about satellite, you talk about cable. Yeah. You know, direct TV. Yeah. Talking about affiliates stations in different cities around the United States, mm-hmm. trying to be in over 70 million homes in North America alone, uh, add South America, Central America, the Caribbean. So when you, t- you try to get to that place, then you need to expand. You have a bigger space. Mm-hmm. That means you're adding stuff. And what used to be a little space for me and a few little <laughs> What few used people. to be mom and pop. Exactly. <laughs> so now that's a, a very huge demand. And what's interesting is, again, at the last 90 days, God has been stretching our faith to a new level okay. of this type of where we're headed. Mm-hmm. That's the part I would like our viewers to know, your viewers to know is that God will ask you to be faithful with his, what he's asking of you. Mm. He wants you to follow through. Yeah, that's good. Because that's where the wealth of the mysteries of heaven are revealed. Mm-hmm. If it's his, it's no longer burden. It's where the wealth of... Brittany's like mesmerized over here. And I'm like, you know? hold on, hold on. Give me a minute. I got to chew on that. Okay, go ahead. You I'm know, sorry. If it's his, if it's God's, there's no, the yoke is not heavy. Mm. Good. Did you hear that? Mm. The yoke is not heavy. We are told to fear responsibility of what we don't know. But God is a good God who always ha- brings something to us that he knows we can. Mm. There's no vision that cannot be realized. Somebody's discouraged right now because of what they're facing. It may not even just be television, radio. It might be family issues, mm. marriage, children, what we are mm-hmm. facing right now. There's such a, a great level of, of war. There's a spiritual war that's in our atmosphere right mm-hmm. now that's so stealing the peace, mm-hmm. the peace of God out of the people. Mm-hmm. Why don't we believe, God, that peace can be real? Mm. I, so I believe that in the sense of peace, that's where our greatest creativity is released. Mm-hmm. The mysteries of the kingdom, the creative power of God begins yeah. to be released. Whenever the enemy antagonizes your peace, it, it means he's trying to steal so, a purpose yeah, and an that's assignment good. out of you. That's good. I love the way you connected peace with the creativity. And when you enter into the saturation of the peace of the kingdom where things are finally quiet, right? Right. And in some regard, your spirit, your mind, your emotions become that blank slate so that God can begin to reveal things to you and can begin to show things. Um, And I've not ever heard it said that way, but just basically saying when you enter into that place of peace, that's when the creativity of the kingdom is released into our lives. I have noticed that so much, especially when when we started, 
you know, it became overwhelming, mm-hmm. you know, so busy. So my time began to be eaten up. My sleep time began to, because it's the demand, the machine needs to be fed almost all the time, mm. cotton and all of those type of things. And I said, what's happening? So I realized the Lord said to me, Michael, I didn't call you to turn this that I placed in your stewardship into an idol. That's good. Don't let it become an idol. Mm-hmm. And I understood what the Lord said. He said, for you to get here, you had to, you had to spend time in my presence. Now that you're here, do not forget to come back into my presence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that really the message of the entire book of Exodus to Mo- from Moses to the people? You know, remember that all the things that God, and when you get there, you're going to discover fruit and you're going to discover plentiful and there's going to be milk and there's going to be honey. Right. But if you're not intentional to remember, right. you'll forget where you came from. Exactly. You'll forget who brought you here. You'll forget who let, who, who, who let you out of captivity. Right, right. So good. So good. So... Um, I love that you talked about all the different satellites and direct TV and because, you know, I, we, we live in the era of social media. And so for a lot of people, it's, you know, set up your phone, record, upload to the internet. This is more than that. Um, and so, um, talk a little bit more to people who maybe do YouTube, do social media, that kind of stuff. How is world trumpet TV different and where is it heading um, that makes it so much different than just social media, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so every aspect of where we are in world history, mm-hmm. where we are now, sound runs at the speed of light. Information mm-hmm. goes so fast. Our technologies have evolved. One of the th- the eras that we've been into the last two years, why we went through what we went through yeah. was actually realign, the realignment of satellites in the galaxies. So good. You know, you're hearing about supersonic technology and you're hearing the meta technology, all of that mm-hmm. information. You know, you're seeing towers now built every mile of, why is that important? Information. Mm-hmm. Because what's going to happen in this new generation, we're going to be controlled and ruled by what we see, what we hear. So why is, is it so important for the kingdom men and women of God in the media and actually even broadcasters to understand that the greatest part that happened two years ago was to be on our phones, on streaming, yeah. you know, yeah. that's where people are. So when, mm-hmm. I, when I share with you why we, we are streaming, we are on satellite, we are on all the other major platforms, Roku, all those places, there's one thing in common. There is people. That's good. People. Mm-hmm. It used to be condensed in one, one place, but now it's been scattered in different places. Mm-hmm. So anytime you have an opportunity, like Facebook, I talk about a billion people. We're here right now, but somebody in Uganda, somebody in Kenya, somebody in different other places around the world, they're watching this. That platform has been created. Mm-hmm. And that level of creativity, even though it's in the hands of non-Christians, it was actually the genius of God placed yeah, in Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. It's, it's vital for us to take the gospel now, right in this part, mm-hmm. right in your home, right wherever you are. It's very vital. So for our, for, the, for your viewers to find where they can watch World Trumpet, they can find it in so many places. Used to be one, but now we have all of those many platforms that you know they can watch. Mm-hmm. You know, in uh, the Metroplex, we have Channel 41.2. That's the affiliate local network. But we're also mm-hmm. doing that in different other cities mm-hmm. around around the country, then on uh, uh, we just signed a contract with Directv. 
you know, that gives us another another step into our, you know, more viewership in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And overseas, it's, you know, you, we, most people, that technology over there is still satellite. People pull through their dishes and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So again, all that footprint allows us to monitor every day. I was surprised a few, one month ago, we went into our, our you know, dashboard to see the footprint where we are. I was surprised that China is watching wow. what we're nice. Yeah. China. I put my attention there because that's the place where the gospel is not allowed. Mm-hmm. But then I remember that in, there's, a, there's a satellite, you know, in East Asia called AsiaSat. AsiaSat was built by the Chinese, but they didn't know that people, like different private companies are going to come on and use it mm-hmm. to, to broadcast. But it beams right, right in China. Mm. So they... But it's on there. They cannot stop it. It's not like right. cable where you turn off. You, they can stop it. So people are getting access to the gospel. And no wonder in China, the fastest growing number of Christians in that place. Yeah, that's good. Today. So my joy was, okay, look at here. God speaks to us a vision here. But it's actually going to be touching somebody in another part of that's the world. so good. So good. And that gives me encouragement. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I get so encouraged and so excited. I say, Lord, thank you for trusting us with mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Because if we never trusted us with this, that wouldn't be happening. Yeah. The people in a small island in Mexico, I mean, in uh, yeah. Am- the Amazon River, wouldn't be able to see that. Mm-hmm. We can get all the data. We have all the data to track. Mm-hmm. Today, you can do that. Well, and you're also getting feedback from listeners. We're getting back feedback yeah. from feedback, prayer requests and all of that. And testimonials, and, which is amazing yes. and, and super encouraging for somebody who's like, okay, I'm going to do this on faith. Yeah. You know, you sit in a studio like this and you speak what feels like out into the nothing mm-hmm. world, right? And you just entrust the Lord yes. with the information that he's given to you, the passion that he's placed on your heart to yeah. share with people. You know, Brittany, you and I have talked about so many times and you, know, you write a book or you, you put a YouTube out there, or you put out a TikTok and you just throw it out based on obedience. Right. And at that point it becomes, well, even before that, it is the Lord's content. It's the Lord's so message. It's the Lord's, and you have to entrust. So when you get feedback from yeah. somebody that yeah. it's hit the ears, more specifically, it's hit the heart mm-hmm. of a viewer or of a listener, and you get to hear how the Holy Spirit shifted that word right. into life. Into life. And it breathes life back into yes. you. Yes. 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 We are in the most exciting time but in a different era. Mm-hmm. The enemy would have us believe that he has the narrative to how this everything ends mm-hmm. with everything we are watching. Mm-hmm. We are living in the time right now, Lisa, the greatest harvest that has, the world has never seen yeah. is now. Mm-hmm. And that's what we believe at World Trumpet Television. Mm-hmm. And we are intentional in what we believe and what God's saying. The harvest is now. The enemy cannot hold a grip on God's people. They have to be set free and redeemed and brought into the kingdom of God. So I love that the enemy cannot hold a grip on God's people. If you're listening with us today, if you would type in the comments, 
enemy, you cannot hold a grip on my life. You cannot hold a grip on me. Whatever it is you feel like the enemy is holding a grip on, we just stand with you in the authority that says yeah. the enemy cannot hold cannot. a grip on whatever it is. Go ahead and name that thing on faith. Yes. And we just declare that even as you name it, that that yoke is shattered, that the yoke of the Lord is shattering any yoke that the enemy has deceived you is stronger. Yeah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. They don't have to believe the narrative that the enemy has got the ultimatum mm-hmm. to their victory. Yeah, He does not have that. He, through the mind, want to have them believe that mm-hmm. because he likes to make sure he tilts the thought of believers that he has the narrative. He has what to say. That's what he told, uh, he told young David. Mm-hmm. He said, don't worry about it. Just give me one of you. Mm. Don't fight all of you. Just, mm. just give me one. If we, if we, if we defeat you, you will bow down to us. Mm. And David said, "No, I'm not coming to you by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come to you in the name, name of the Lord." He yes. says, "I'm not going to fight you by myself. If the enemy has you believe that you're by yourself, you're going through this by yourself, and God's not in it, that's a, an assignment for you to to crush you." Yeah. Every child of God has to know you're not in this by yourself. Yeah. Even though I go through the deepest valley of what? Mm-hmm. I will fear no evil for the Lord is with us. Yeah, so good. In case you didn't know, it wasn't a stone being embedded in Goliath's mind that crushed him. It was the name of the Lord it Jesus Christ that knocked Lord. him down. So I know we hear that story when we're kids, and I think we leave out the best part. It's not actually the sling and the stone right. that slays him. It's actually the name of the Lord Jesus the Christ. Name. So you don't have to be able to swing the sling. All you have to do is be able to throw the name, the name. and you're going to win in Jesus' name. So, Mike, um, if somebody has an, you, you mentioned before, if somebody has an unction, for the Holy Spirit, yeah. um, then they would be considered your people. They would obviously, obviously, you have to have a passion for communicating. You have yeah. to have a pat. You have to have a, a message that burns in your heart, right. whatever. Um, but what would be the best way for them to reach out to World Trumpet TV? So this is what I share with broadcasters because uh, I keep using the word narrative because we, we're living in a time. Vocabulary is changing with how we reach people, what it means and what intent, yes. its intent mm-hmm. is. So for broadcasters, I always tell them this. Understand the culture you're in. Learn the language of that culture right now. And bring the word of God. You know, I give a picture about Jesus who literally speaks to different people groups. He goes to the lake. He speaks a narrative that's and speaks yeah, that's, really good. that's best on. Mm-hmm. He goes to people who are farmers in their wheat. Yeah. And he, he talks gives, about a seed. He talks about the seed. <laughs> Not you the know. fish. Yeah. We have to understand because the kind of world we're living in right now is disrupted in its, in its algorithm, in it, the way to understand things. We're not losing them. The enemy wants them to remain disobedient to the word of God. But we have to break that cord of disobedience. Mm. by applying the true word of God to the culture we're living in right now. Mm. We used to use the thou this. This, like, this culture doesn't understand the thou. Right. <laughs> no. I don't understand the thou. <laughs> thou shalt, no, they don't understand that. Mm-hmm. So in order for the broadcaster not to be frustrated that their message is not going through, it's to take time to sit and say, I'm called to this generation and this is the message that God has called me to. Mm-hmm. I got to prepare myself to make sure, like 
listen, you're the greatest, one of the greatest communicators I know. <laughs> and, and, and God, has, I've told you that many times. Yeah. Because you understand the people that God has called yes. you to. Mm-hmm. And you, you always do this. You always allow the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to use you when you speak, when you're communicating to the people. Mm-hmm. Many people feel like, oh, yeah, I'm called to this. But they're going to find a wall in their face because they're feeling like there's no, re- peop- there's no response. Mm-hmm. You know? And so when there's no response, discouragement comes and says, oh, I'm going to hold that back. Mm-hmm. No, let's understand where we are. We're not called to be defeated into this culture that Jesus is calling us That's to. Good. We're not called to do that. We're going to communicate to this culture. People are going to give their love to the Lord. Mm-hmm. We know the adversary wants to make sure he disrupts our understanding. That's why one word right now, one statement people say on social media can disrupt a thousand people mm-hmm. who get so angry yeah, at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah. it used to mean then means different right now. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it really is. Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever, but he's, he's the God of this generation too. Mm-hmm. And those who are called to this generation, don't worry about television, yes, but I'm talking about Facebook. I'm talking about YouTube. Yeah. Every opportunity God gives you, use it to bring a truth that will stop somebody in their tracks and said, I hear it. Mm-hmm. I hear it. Is it encouragement? Is it a song? Is it a book? Is it inspiration? What is it? Yeah, it's good. Whatever it is, stop and say, I'm called. First of all, you have to know your identity. Mm-hmm. What are you called to? I am called to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God has called me. Maybe he's not given you the world. He's get called you to someone. Last week, Lisa, I'm driving and I see the shelf on the side of the road. I see this guy who's been thrown out of the apartment. And I'm like, for some reason, my heart drew to him. And so I drive, go through their complex and everything. And I know they're throwing his stuff out. I go to a meeting two hours later, and the Spirit of God said, go back over there. Mm-hmm. Go back over there. He's standing there, having nowhere to go. And I said, how are you? He said to me, I think God, is, God sent you to me. I said, he caught me off guard. He said, God sent you to me. He said, I came to talk to you. Yes. Mm. He said, you know, I'm about to kill myself. Mm. I want to die. I think it will be better. Jesus, he actually said, Jesus is going to receive me. I said, no, Jesus doesn't want you. Yet, he doesn't yeah. want you there. Why would you say Jesus wants mm-hmm. you there? The point I'm trying to make is that this was a random drive where right. God compelled me yeah. Yeah. to meet somebody who's already made a decision based mm-hmm. on a disaster in his life. And that happens pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. And while we worry about our little stuff, somebody else is going through something we don't know. Mm-hmm. And many times I've run it, even in the mall, and I see you know, this person walking and the Lord just gave me a spontaneous word over them. Yeah. I say, I see you in the valley of decision right now. You're about to make the worst mistake of your life. He said, you know, you're right. I'm about to get out of here and go to Oklahoma and kill myself. Mm. And God intervenes. Amen. Amen. Everyone listening, especially those who understand what they're called to, will always be used of God. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about PhDs and diplomas. Yeah, that's good. The Holy Spirit so will the unction of the Holy Spirit is on all of us yeah. to be a divine, mm-hmm. divine presence in the life yeah. of the people. So good. When I was, I mentioned that, you know, I took the month off to spend some time with my kids having grandbabies and I was in, in the hospital with my daughter when she was um, in labor and, you know, there was a lot of waiting and then yada, yada. 
Um, and obviously there's a lot of people in the hospital that are hurting and what have you, but I went to go get some coffee, I think, and I walked past a particular woman and, and it was, it was like the, the Holy spirit said, I want you to go back and talk to that woman. And, And there were multiple people in the hallway, but I knew the one. Yeah. Um, and, and it was interesting to me that I was like, why just this one? Right. And it doesn't really matter. It's the idea of, and and I'll be honest, I kind of kept walking. Um, and, and I heard the Lord say, you know, my voice either obey or disobey, (laughs) right? Like this is an invitation. Mm, Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's almost the same thing. You feel that compelling compelling. uh, that comes up inside of you. That's like, okay, I can't keep moving forward and say, I am who I am. If I don't stop right now and and respond to the Holy Spirit, yeah. then everything I say about what I believe is is nothing. No, it's nothing. Right? It's nothing. Um, and so it's just such an awesome opportunity to stop. And I didn't even have a conversation with her. I just said, I really feel like the Lord has sent me to come over here and pray with you. Right. Um, and as I prayed with her, what I didn't realize is she had a a blue t- like a, a thing in her ear, mm-hmm. and she was on the phone with somebody. So uh-huh. I ended up praying with two people at once. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and so it was it was amazing. And the Lord, of course, hit the bullseye, and what He had me to say to them was spot on in regard to their situation. Right. Um, and so I love that that you know you're talking about just really living in sensitivity and in partnership with the Holy right. Spirit wherever you're at, right. wherever you're right. at, wherever you are on. That's a YouTube, that's a Facebook, yeah. that's coming on Wild Trumpet Television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when I get some of the amazing testimonies in the remotest parts of Uganda, Africa, and I, I receive them here, I'm like, I humble, I'm, I'm so humbled mm-hmm. because I go back to the journey, mm-hmm. you know, when it wasn't there, when it was just an idea. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is for you, Lord. Because you knew who you're going to reach. You know who you're going to mm-hmm. touch. The people you're going to bless in yeah. so many ways. And, yeah. and I, I, I leave in that to know even the next, whatever it is that we are called to, is going to be accomplished because it's not unto us. Mm-hmm. It's unto the Lord and his people. Mm-hmm. God loves his people. That's so good. God so good. loves his people. Well, we are almost out of time, but I have one more thought. I'm, I've been studying recently a little bit more about the APES ministry, which is the fivefold ministry. And it's just kind of um, hit me that World Trumpet TV encompasses yeah. all five offices with the apostleship anointing of being on the fringe of the modern day church right. and um, pioneering in order to connect the kingdom in a way that's relevant to the world. Yes. Um, you have your, of course, you have your prophets that show up and the yes. prophetic words. The entire thing was was started because of a prophetic word. Prophetic word. And of course, then you have your evangelism, mm-hmm. which is so obvious where obvious, people are yeah. coming to know the Lord. And then you have your teachers that are on there yeah. who really teach the word. And then, of course, you're building community and you're building kingdom right. and you're cultivating that yeah. um, through the community, which, of course, would be your shepherding or your pastoring. Yeah. And so I just all said, I'm like, oh, here's a here's a church that encompasses the five mm-hmm. yeah. fold. But with that, I do have a question. What what office would you say you're strongest in? And, and not that it really matters, right? Like we're all supposed to be like Jesus and, and operate in whatever office he tells us to at any particular time. Yeah. But I'm curious to know what office you would say you're strongest in? I grew up under an apostolic anointing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you were talking about your dad, I was like, ooh, <laughs> that's an apostolic anointing, yes, right? I grew, I grew up, at, and that DNA has stayed with me. Yeah. Even when we planted our church, mm-hmm. I told our, our members, I said, I know that God has called us to this body of believers, mm-hmm. but 
our delivery is going to be different because there's a sense in, in North America that the pasta style is supposed to be nice, <laughs> safe, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And yet God wants, wants to establish and mature the believer to prepare him to be in the full stature of Christ mm -hmm. so that he can be discipled to go out and yeah, not mm -hmm. be settled. And our style right now that we've kept for a long time is not helping the world. No, no. It's and pastors we, and teachers yes. and maybe sometimes evangelists. Mm -hmm. we ha that's why we've been pushed. Now, this is not good statements for other pastors who are watching us, but <laughs> I'm fine with it. Be this because, is where we get into trouble together. <laughs> because, because, because God has to disrupt our systems. Yes in order to establish the true government of God, mm -hmm. the two five-fold ministry. I know that statement threatens what has been already yes. the status quo yes. things. But at the end of the day, if we're really talking about the kingdom of God, we have to allow the full counsel of God mm -hmm. to be That's established. That's exactly right. It's exactly right. And so we have an America right now that's under shaking. The church is shaking. We just came back from two years that have shaken what the church ought to be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If we build back on the foundation we've had before, we're going to miss yeah. what it was about. Yep. I always so say good. this. Solomon built the greatest temple that the entire world marveled. Nobody has built it today in today's money either. Mm -hmm. mm. But there came a time when God was not impressed in what was. Yeah. yeah. He let the enemy disrupt it. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, I'd rather go back to the tabernacle mm -hmm. of David than just live in what has been built by men. Yeah. I don't like a formula. Mm -hmm. yeah. The kingdom of God cannot just be put in a box. Mm -hmm. We can try to live on it because much of our th theological background has been passed on to us. Mm -hmm. We never stop to ask, how did we get it? Mm -hmm. What was this? Where did we get it? Why are we practicing this? We don't stop to ask those questions mm -hmm. until there's a crisis. Yeah. And so the reason why I'm saying I'm going this way a little bit is to tell leaders is that it's okay for us to be flexible for the Holy Spirit to get us away from what's what we've been used to. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's not about our ministries, our structures. It's not even about wild trumpet. It's about a harvest that He needs That's so to good. see the kingdom That's of so God. So good, so good. It's about Him. Amen. And when we, if we make it about Him, then the narratives that we are that we're so mad about in our culture today would never matter because exactly Jesus right. is winning. That's exactly He's right. He's winning every day and people Amen. are set free. Our churches are under revival. So good. The Lord always tells me and reminds me, you were saying this earlier, is that a, a new thing is not a younger version of an older thing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, um, which again, I, yeah. I think that's where you and I connect with the apostolic anointing of kind of being on the fringes of that creativity of the new things right. and the pioneering and creating what doesn't exist and talking about it as though it does being able to see. Yeah. Um, so I, I assumed you would say apostolic anointing, uh, um, so true. <laughs> but I thought I would ask. So, yeah. uh, Hey, we're going to have you back. Love it. Um, if you guys have not had a chance to go to world trumpet TV.com, please head that way and check it out. Check out a lot of the shows, a lot of the programs. You'll find some of your favorites, some that speak to you, some that don't speak to you. Either way, we want you to chime in, share it with your friends um, so that we can be a part of blowing the trumpet of Blow the, the Lord. Trumpet. 
We love you, Mike. Thank you for being on our show. All right, you you guys, from now until next time, remember, enforcing purpose, it It starts starts with with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening. 